Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Playful Escape podcast, the podcast where two sisters talk about anything and everything. My name is Kimberly. And my name is Cindy. And we are your hosts. Today, we are so fortunate to have a special guest, Cindy's significant other, Simon. You've heard about him here in the podcast before, and now you get to hear him live. What's up, guys? It's me, your boy. Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Simon. So just a heads up to everyone listening, Cindy and Simon are sharing a microphone, so the audio may not be the best quality because it's not in our usual recording setting, but we're still here trying to record this and we'll probably have Simon back again for another episode in the future. If you're interested in that, go ahead and let us know. Send us your questions for that. So, Simon. I'll take a GoFundMe. You've How do you feel about yet? <laughs> I'm was, just asking for money. I was gonna say, I was like, I'll take a GoFundMe account if you guys want to get me a, uh, a new mic, <laughs> so we don't have to share. One. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Patreon, go subscribe to Patreon. Oh yes, <laughs> we do have a Patreon. And if you guys really want, I'll open an OnlyFans. <laughs> oh my god. So, this is Simon, Cindy's significant other, the person that she has been with for eight years. Is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Simon, did you not know that it was eight years? Yeah, it is eight years. Next year is going to be nine years. Yes. I'm glad you can do some math. Thank you. <laughs> but I had one wonderful question from a fan a listener, a follower of ours, who asked a very important question, specifically for Simon. How do you catch a Cindy? Catch a Cindy? Yes. I feel like I wrote this somewhere. <laughs> Was, what, what do you mean, how do I catch a Cindy? How do you catch a woman, a sophisticated woman, as wonderful and significantly beautiful as my sister? Oh. Laughter and food. <laughs> it works most of the time. But I, I think I need to know a little bit more about this. How did this relationship begin? From your experience, because we know Cindy's experience. Give us some insight. What do you think? Like, what What began? How did this happen? That was a long time ago. It was like eight years ago, I think. I was in high school. I remember, I remember I used to be in her 10th grade class, and I was invisible to her. She didn't know I was there. And from there, th this is weird for me to talk when there's nobody talking over me, because I usually talk when other people talk. We're waiting, so please. Well, I don't even, I don't remember what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> how, okay, how, I, I guess the very did, first did, question, how did you guys meet? It was School it was high school. I mean, we went to the same high school. We had a lot of classes together, although it may have been invisible to her. No, I mean, we were, we had 10th grade biology. Don't give too many details that we will have to edit out. What do you mean? I thought we, this was the whole point of a podcast. Yeah, but not, don't say the professor or the teacher's name. This is how I tell stories. You're just going to rob people of the genuine me okay fine keep going proceed she'll edit it out 
I should have signed a contract before doing this. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. That that was how we met. We were in high school together. We had classes together. We didn't get, like, talking to each other until, was it senior year, I think? They already know my perspective, so that's why they're asking you for your perspective. Um, you can't rely on me for answers when you're supposed to give the answers. This is your test. My test? Yes. Yes. They want to know. Do you remember our relationship? I mean, we first started talking on, was it Facebook, I think? This is your test. <laughs> well, I don't have the best of memories, so, like, you could give me, like, a nod yes or a nod no. Yes, we started. Because you're just going to make her, Kim, edit everything out because <laughs> I'm going to be saying the wrong things. Yes, we started talking on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, the question is so open-ended, so it's just like, how, how did you guys meet? Unless you okay. just want me to give you like a one-sentence answer. Then can I ask you a question? What? What is the most significant thing you remember about, or around the time that we first met? Me giving you those roses. When? This was Valentine's Day. So, please, the people don't know. What does that mean? Tell what us mean? the story. Why, why did you give me roses? Because I liked you. But tell the story. Okay, There's like me, gaps let, in my memory. Like let you go, me help like you. the way I remember things, I don't remember. Like, see, where's my damn toxins? <laughs> let, let, let no, me. well, I'm just letting you know the way my memories work is I just remember the really important things, just like a like I guess you could say a scene in like a movie. I just remember that. Okay, I think that's perfectly fine because every person has a different type of memory. When I talk to certain people, I only remember bits and pieces. There's a lot of gaps in my memory. Yeah. And sometimes they don't get triggered until I talk to someone about it, which is why I'm just curious to know your side of the beginning of your relationship with my sister. Like, I remember walking with you a lot. I remember talking to you, staying up late a lot on... Uh, whatever it was, Facebook Messenger or whatever it was. I remember giving you the flowers. I remember making those really funny shadows with you. I don't know if you mentioned that in the podcast already. <laughs> I mentioned that in the podcast. We don't even speak about that. What is this, like a PG-13 podcast or what? <laughs> I mean, you already said you made shadows. That's fine. My mom listens to these podcasts. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, mom, in advance. You're going to see a whole new side to Simon. <laughs> But, I mean, it's just, like, bits and pieces I remember such a long time ago for me. I remember a lot of the important stuff, but the day-to-day, like, how you illustrate memories. Because I know you have a really good memory. You illustrate memories, like, what you said, what they said, what was happening outside. Like, I, I remember, like, the most important things that triggered a memory in my mind. Like, I remember when, I, when, we went, when we first went out, it was raining. I picked you up in my mom's car. I walked in. I was shitting bricks because I was like, what the fuck did I just get into? False. We were in your mom's car on our first date. We were in your truck. Was it my truck? Yeah, because it was pouring rain. Oh, it was when I drove you home that one time I was in my mom's car. Yeah, you drove me home. Dude, we've had that car for like nine. Dude, we just sold it. That's crazy. I'm going to go off on tangents, by the way, so. (laughs) Like this. We do that. This is like genuine me. Like if you snip that out, people are not going to get to know the real me because this is how I am. (laughs) This is how Cindy is but in I'll, the podcast. But I'll try to get... I'll, I'll, but anyways, I mean, it was... We watched Warm Bodies. But whether our anniversary is on the 15th or the 8th, we both think it's the 15th because on the 8th, we went out to In-N-Out after we watched Warm Bodies. And then the 15th, I forget what happened on the 15th. Oh, that was the day after Valentine's Day, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember now. See, it's coming back now. On the 14th, <laughs> it was during school, I gave you a big bouquet of roses and you had your bangs down. You're wearing like a blue... Uh, I'm, I remember now. It's coming back to me. You were wearing like a really dark navy blue uh, life vest and you had your bangs curled down. And I, you were walking towards me to the tree and I, I came up to you and I gave you the roses. And the next day I was like, be my girl. all right so i'm gonna make a quick disclaimer here that is not how he asked me to be his girlfriend he was so (laughs) shy he didn't even want to talk to me he was like i feel like he was just sweating in his own seat just thinking about what i might say to him what are you talking about when you asked me to be your girlfriend my car go pop pop so do you have another question because I don't know about this one. Because I don't have my damn answers. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> okay, so this question is a really good one that Zulema brought up. Is What was your first impression of us? Like Johnny, me, my parents. Like, How did you feel about meeting us? If you don't know the answer, that's fine too. But that's like a question. <laughs> that- no, I'm thinking. Uh, I mean... I don't know. Everything was new to me. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I've never had a girlfriend other than Cindy, so it's not like I had like tons of girlfriends before Cindy. I'm like, oh, they're so much better than my last one, or oh, they're so much stricter than my last one. I was like, you guys are like the first. So I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I can say that everything's been good so far. It's not like you guys are crazy or like murder people or anything like that. <laughs> no, but she's asking uh, initial like, impressions. I thought you guys were nice. Did you have any thoughts about us after the, like, the initial time you met us? Like, oh, your sister's blah, blah, blah. Uh, Oh, your brother's this kind of person. Like, did you have any opinions that you expressed or that you had thought about? No, not really. I mean, because, like, when you first meet somebody, if you don't really talk to them other than saying hi, you can't really get that much of an impression. So, I mean, any impression, if I did get an impression, did it come up until later when we started going to, like, parties or stuff like that or family get-togethers? So, like, that, like the first, first, first day that I first met you guys, I mean, maybe the only first impression I got was that Johnny was, like, fucking tall. That was it. Because <laughs> I remember when I came in the house, I was walking in, and your, I think it was your dad sat next to me and then your mom. And then somebody came in, and they were super tall. I was like, holy shit. So it was Johnny that came in after. I mean, if that's probably my first impression was that Johnny was really tall. I mean, but other than that, you guys acted normal. Like, it's not like, like oh, they were super rude or, oh, they were like this or that. I was like, no, I was like, you guys were normal people. I think that's a good point, though, what he said. Initial impressions. Yeah, you can have an initial impression, but you can't really, like make any judgments of people until you get to know them. He might have certain opinions of everybody now, for example, after eight years, but <laughs> but at the time when he first met everybody, he didn't really have any opinions. Except okay. for the fact that Johnny was tall. Yeah. I mean, like, first impression that got to me that, like, made such an impact was that Johnny was tall. But then from there on out, I made my own impressions because then we actually started talking or getting to know each other. Uh, I have a question that's not related to relationships, but this is a thing that you can answer now and you can answer later again. What is your dream car? 
Is there an S on the back of that word? Just one. Um, shit. I got a whole bunch. Okay. And the follow-up for that, then, is what is your dream build of a car? Who asked this question? Zulima. She into cars? No, she knows that you're into cars. Oh, shit. Give, give them a preview of the type of vehicles you like. Well, I mean, as much as I might have a lot of favorite cars, like a Camaro or a Chevelle or a Belair. Or... Any year? Well, that's what I'm saying. As much as I might have, like, cars that I really like, my favorite car is still going to be my Nova because it's the one that I've worked on. It's my car. I actually have one. I like a 57 Belair if anyone wants to give me one. So, I mean, I'm still trying to build it. Like, I, I just barely got it running. And if anybody's out there wanting to try and build a car, it's like, hey, be prepared to have a lot of money and a lot of, like, extra time. I thought you were going to say, anyone out there want to build a car? Don't. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just so much work. Like, like, I've been having to do so much research on things that I don't even know about. And I look on forums from, like, 15 years ago that a guy somewhere on like the East coast answered in 2004 and he had the same issue. But I mean, was 2004, 15 years ago. I was just guessing roughly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, originally the way I wanted to build my car was pro touring. Was what? Pro touring. It's this like style, I guess you could say that's been catching on within the past 10 years of, where you take classic cars, you put modern wheels, modern tires, modern brakes, modern engines, modern drivetrains, and make them, you know, handle like they're on rails, pretty much. So that you can drive them to the mountain, you can, you know, race, you know, some kid that just bought a new Porsche or something like that. That's like the new, like, I don't know how to say it. Like, that's like what's, what's hot, what everybody wants to do now. But the thing is... Like, the like, new fad? Yeah, there we go. The new the new fad. But, I mean, that's the new thing that, what, that I feel like everybody wants to do. But the thing is, like, building cars ain't cheap. So if you don't have the money, and you can't really build the car you want the way you want, because you can't afford it, and then it just makes you depressed and, like, want to sell the car. Are you depressed? <laughs> At times <laughs> I was when I was trying to build it. <laughs> but, like, for instance, like... <laughs> Like, for instance, like, some of the wheels I wanted to buy were, like, $1,000 each for one wheel. That's no, that, that's that's not including tires. That's not including the lug nuts to bolt it onto the car. You know, $1,000 each per wheel. And I'm talking about, like, 18-inch wheels because a lot of the people who do pro touring, they use 18-inch. 18, some, if, if they put 19s, that's usually for, like, if they want to make it, like, a show car. Can I, can I say something? I hope you realize a lot of our listeners may not maybe zoning out because you're getting really like particular into this. Well, I'm I'm being honest. Like that's why I'm saying is like the original way I wanted to build my car was pro turn. And you can, you you went down to talking about lug nuts. I know. I'm explaining why. Well, cause my, my dream of building my car changed because of that. I wanted to build it originally pro turn, but because of the, the cost, because the wheels are expensive and because it's not as practical because we have so many fucking potholes in California, you know? So I changed it 
instead of being pro touring, like you can Google a pro touring and you'll see what it looks like. And now I just want to build it to have like that day two look, you know, like there's this thing called day two where kids back in the seventies used to buy these muscle cars. And the next day they would put different headers, different tires, different stuff on it. And that would be called day two because that's what you do on the second day after buying. So I'm trying to make my car look like that, you know, that's why I have Kragers on it. That's why I have, you know, fat 15-inch tires on it. But still handle, respectively, enough to be able to drive it through the canyons or something. Not race it, but at least be safe enough that I can stop in time. Or, you know, I'm making a turn and the steering wheel doesn't get loosey-goosey and then I end over the edge. So You heard it here first, folks. You don't want your tires to get loosey-goosey. <laughs> so. Okay. Moving on from that, <laughs> I have a couple of other questions that I have been asked. Simon, what was the last thing you have read that is not car magazine catalogs? Or picture books. Like read like billboard read like I just read or? Like actually reading it. What do you mean like? Because there's always things in like right now I'm reading Xenocaster. Does that count? No. I think she's referring to books. Like an actual text? Yeah. Probably a menu. (laughs) 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 I'm being honest. Like literally this morning. Aside from menus. Aside from menus. I can help with this. He was reading history websites the other day. I do that a lot. I I, actually, no, I take that back. Maybe not a menu because that... That is probably the last thing I probably read today because we went to go eat this morning. But I do do a lot of reading, uh, like, history-wise. Okay. No, he he is more of an academic car enthusiast. He does do a lot of reading. He He said he reads forums and he does research. So he does read a lot of websites. But to him, that doesn't feel like reading because it's his interests. So it doesn't feel like reading. Yeah, to me... That's fair. It's just research. Yeah, to me, it doesn't seem like reading. It's just like, I need to learn how to do something, and I need to read this to learn how to do it. Okay. But to other people, that's like, oh, that's reading. He's like, no, to me, it's like, I need to know how to do this, and I'm reading this. (laughs) Yeah. So I I get it, though, because like when I have to do assignments, when I'm looking up information on databases, I'm reading it, but sometimes I'm super intrigued that I don't really feel like I'm reading. I'm just, like you said, kind of just doing research yeah i get caught off like for instance the last thing i actually like read about was um what's happening in the middle east with hamas and israel he reads the news too i do that a lot yeah and so i was like reading how islam was formed and how judaism was formed and about isaac and and uh, what's his name ishmael ishmael and, and the uh, bible the yeah. bible is one of the last things he's read not the whole thing. <laughs> no, 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 but it's probably one of the last yeah. things he... An actual physical book that he has read is probably the Bible. The last yeah. book, yeah. Okay. How do you know when Cindy is hungry? <laughs> Once she'll tell me, she'll be like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. <laughs> she'll do that. <laughs> or she'll just be mad at me for no other reason. And I'll be like... I'll, I'll, I'll look at her and I'll like... And I have to, I have to like take a mental checklist. Like, did I do something wrong? Why is she mad? Is she missing something? Is her homework frustrating her? And if all those check out to be okay, I was like, she has to be hungry then. <laughs> you don't even understand. Like, 
the the eggshells I have to walk around here. Like I have to do mental checks. It's like, did I say something? Did I not say something? Was I supposed to say something? <laughs> Was she supposed to say something to me that I didn't that I didn't listen? <laughs> Is she missing something at home because we left too quickly and we need to go back and grab it because she needs to do her homework? <laughs> or is she being frustrated with with, uh, with homework? I like I I do this almost on like a daily basis. Like I have to go through this checklist and if all those pass, I'm like, what do you want to eat? <laughs> and then she'll be like, Well, I don't know. It's like I don't know. <laughs> it's like, let's go get in and out. It's like we got that the other day. She was like I don't know. Then <laughs> that was a, that was actually my follow up question. Is like, how do you decide what to eat? So, I ask her just to be polite, and also because I want to know what she wants to eat. Because I'm nice. I don't be like, don't give me that look. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like I, I ask her because I want to know what she wants to eat, and I'm and I'm being nice. I don't like to be rude. On purpose. Because <laughs> I am rude on accident, and I don't realize it. Like, me and Cindy were talking about this yesterday. Most of the time, if I'm rude to her, it's because I'm being rude on accident, not on purpose. So I ask her because I want to know what she wants to eat, and because I'm trying to be nice. Now, if she can't figure out what she wants to eat, and we're just going back and forth like this or that or this or that, then I'll just make the executive decision be like, all right, we're just going to go this place, because I know I like it, and I know you like it. And nine times out of ten, she'll be like, you know what? Yeah, that does sound good. So that's usually how we find out what she wants. Do you want to give a go-to list of places you know that we both like? Mediterranean, Stonefire, In-N-Out, The Habit. Or sorry, not The Habit, uh, Chick-fil-A, I mean. You said go-to like to eat or you will eat? Because go-to like to eat is different than you will eat. Because if you're hungry, you will eat it. I'll just go go-to you like to eat. So let me take that back. I thought that was a good list. Cindy, I'm talking here. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that in. (laughs) We need the sass to show. Okay, so Stonefire for sure. That's like maybe twice, three times a week. Don't don't touch the mic when you're talking. Oh, sorry. All right, let me. Okay, let's just start over here. Uh, Stonefire, Mediterranean Pita Grill. Kim had it, but she said she didn't like it. So where else? You also like Outback Steakhouse. Outback is it. We haven't been there in a while, though. I need to go back. Uh, Buka. She loves Buka. Baked ziti. Oof. That, you, you get her a baked ziti, she'll be good. Olive Garden. Yeah, we'll go to it, but, I mean, it's, it's Olive Garden. Everybody goes to Olive Garden. It's not, nothing special about it. <laughs> uh, she likes the cheese and broccoli from Panera. Maggiano's. Ooh, we haven't gone to Maggiano's in a while. Ruth's Chris, she loves it. She loves steaks. Apparently, I've made her spoiled with, like, the luxuries of fine dining. <laughs> apparently, I'm very fancy at my house, and I get, like, really fancy cheeses or whatever. Uh, there was one restaurant we went to once. It was called The Water Girl. That one's really good. They have really good steaks there, too. Ironically, they serve seafood, but their steaks are just as good. Ooh, the one of the probably top three is Road to Seoul Korean fucking barbecue. I'm telling you right now. Other than that, like, there's other places she'll go to, like, if she's hungry, like Tommy's. That's pretty much it. I mean, I don't know if I'm missing anything. I feel like the first five you started with were good That as a daily. Then the other ones, you just went on to every restaurant you've ever taken me, basically. (laughs) (laughs) 
In those eight years, that's not that long of a list. We stick to the same restaurants. I was going to say, is we're pretty repetitive with yeah. the restaurants we go to. I was going to say, I think you guys are creatures of habit. Well, it's when, when you know something's good, why change? Like, Because there's a lot of restaurants out there that don't know how to make food, or they get your order wrong, or they have really bad service. Like, there was this one time we went to Road to Soul, and there was this waitress that gave us the utmost, like, shit service ever. And she had the, she had the audacity after we finished to ask, where was her tip? And I told her, I was like, no, I was like, we gave it to the other guy that actually helped us because you didn't help us. And the manager came up to me and asked why we why I didn't give her a tip. And I told her straight up, I was like, no, she was totally ignoring us. She ignored my girlfriend. She ignored everybody. And then she came up to ask for a tip. I was like, no, she's not going to get tip for that. So the reason why we do, like, I know I said that was a really good restaurant that we go to, but we still go to it because the food is really good, even though we had bad service only one time. But creatures of habit, we do that because we know what we like. And we know that we've been to places and we get treated bad or the service sucks or stuff like that. So Moving on. What is a surprising thing about my relationship with Cindy? If there is anything surprising. I mean, not really. I mean, seems, Just this podcast? I don't know. I guess well, it seems pretty normal to me. And it doesn't seem like anything is like, surprising to me. Can I ask a question? Do you think my relationship with my siblings is weird? I don't think so. Because I know your relationship with your siblings is different than my relationship with my siblings. Yeah, but that's not surprising. That's just weird. I asked weird. <laughs> oh, did you? Did you... <laughs> I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she said, "Do you think my relationship with my siblings is weird?" And you're like, "It's not surprising." <laughs> Apparently, even if I do have headphones, I still don't hear. <laughs> Why do you think our relationship is weird? Um, not weird per se, just it's foreign. Foreign, you know, peculiar to me because I don't have that type of relationship with my siblings. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's because you guys all still live together. Maybe that's the reason why. But I mean, for those of you who don't know, I mean, I still live with my parents. I still live at home with my parents. I'm the only one here because I work and I pay stuff off. But I feel like ever since they moved out, I'm talking about my siblings, my two sisters, ever since they moved out, all they contact me for is for help mm. that's pretty much it and i mean you like you and cindy and, and johnny i mean like you guys are still like you guys are like like that i know you guys can't see what i just did but like fingers crossed you know you guys are like tight with each other it's like you guys talk to each other ask how each other feel ask how each other's days are and stuff like that i was gonna say i really like johnny's third degree when it comes to kim <laughs> it's super entertaining but I mean that's that's why I think it's weird per se peculiar because I I don't have that you know it's pretty much I mean I don't have that with my sisters my sisters have that with each other but I'm just like by myself pretty much hmm. but I will say that and I think I, I believe I've mentioned this in in previous podcasts which is something I say all the time that because I can see you and your relationship with your sisters it makes me not want to leave out my brother from my sister and i's relationship just because i know how you feel for example yeah no i was just saying like i remember when i was little i used to want to play with my sisters and my dad wouldn't let me because it was girl things but i didn't give a shit i just wanted to play with my siblings that was it that's fair i mean maybe that's why i'm like so self-starting i guess you'd say I thought he was going to say selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. 
the face. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not weird. It's just peculiar to you. Foreign. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. So I think this is gonna be the final question that better make it good. Uh, someone had asked is like, what advice would you, Simon, give to my future significant other? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, but uh, to interrupt, going back to that that last question about siblings, funny story. Cindy and I and her parents, we actually went to, I think, Kim, were you there? Or no, who was there? Tell the story and then we'll know who was there. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> Cindy and I with, were with her parents and we were in Camarillo at the outlets shopping for stuff for, for the holidays or whatever. And we walk into this uh, perfume shop. Her parents walk in first and like, okay, yeah, they're a couple. I mean, they're older, they're together, they're close. And then me and Cindy walk in. At first, we weren't holding hands or touching everything. We are just next to each other. But then I think she hugged me or I hugged her. And then I think I kissed her. And we were behind her parents and the lady came, <laughs> the lady came up to her. She's like, she's like, oh, you guys are together? You guys are a couple? I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, I thought you guys were siblings. I was like, wow, they're really <laughs> They're really friendly. It's like they must really like each other. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, Kim. <laughs> no. It was so awkward. <laughs> Anyways, going back to your question about what advice would I give to your future boyfriend? Um, Wait, why haven't I been asked this question? Because <laughs> these are questions that I found out last night. <laughs> My God, did you see that face? He was like, this is my question. <laughs> I mean, specifically the friend I had given this question was asking for Simon's perspective, assuming that this is only an episode focused on Simon. But I think this question would be a really good question for both of you. But I want to hear Simon's side first and then Cindy, your side. I mean, you can only give so much advice before somebody actually takes it. Most of how somebody's behavior is reflective on how they were raised. I mean, I guess the best advice I could give is respect Kim, first of all, respect her parents, and respect her parents' wishes. So if they tell you not to do something, don't fucking do it. <laughs> and if they... You're one to talk. But that... It's been eight years. <laughs> I got some leeway. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, in all honesty, like, What's the point of being in a relationship if you're not going to respect her or her parents? You know? Like, what makes you think if you're not respecting her parents, what makes you think they're going to let you go out with her? You know, stay late. Or stuff like that. It's like, you got to be smoking crack if you think they're going to let you go out late if you don't respect them. You know? Because it's a privilege to be going out with Kim. It's not an obligation, you know, for her or for her parents. It's a privilege. You know, they're her parents and they're entrusting you if you're going out with her for her safety and stuff like that. So, I mean, the biggest advice I could give is just respect. Respect her, respect her parents if they tell you not to do something. Don't. <laughs> like, I kind of want to give an example, but I don't know if I'm allowed to give an example. Am I allowed to or no? Yeah, you can. If it, if it, it, just omit names. Yeah, omit names. If it gets too personal or private, okay. uh, we no, might I, I just, No, I just won't say names. Like, well, I'll just use myself. Cindy's told me is like her dad doesn't like me walking down the halls or anybody for that matter, a stranger walking down the halls because it goes to your guys' room and it's your room. You got stuff in there. You got valuables, you got the clothes, you know, underwear or stuff like that or stuff you don't want anybody to see, which is completely understandable. And 
there was a person before that used to do it all the time and they wouldn't get the, the hint. And so it's just, it's stuff like that. Like you have to realize like, okay, it, maybe it's different for your family. Like, like, let's say in my house, you know, everybody walks around naked, you know, you can't be doing that at somebody else's house. It's, it's, it's not your house. You know, you got to abide by that, their rules, listen to their, you know, wishes. That's what I'm saying. It's all about respect. So I do want to elaborate a little on what Simon was saying is we all share a room, which we've made it known in the podcast. And the reason we didn't like people walking to like the hallway and, and stuff was because although to a person, it can seem like, oh, I just want to see your room really quick. It wasn't just my room. For example, it was also Johnny's and Kim's room. So if I wanted to share my room with you, I would have to ask for permission from Kim and John. So it's out of respect for everybody's privacy. Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. And also there would be times that this person that Simon was referring to would walk down the halls all the time. And not only was our room like my siblings room at the end of the hall, but our parents room was also. So it's just, for example, if somebody just walks into their room, doesn't close the door and they want to change really quick and somebody's just walking up and down the hallways that isn't in our immediate family, it's going to be really uncomfortable, which is why we liked to have people not walking up and down the hallways. There's a bathroom in the middle of the hallway, which is fine. If you go to the bathroom, you don't see anything in the bedrooms. That's the boundary, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's why I also said it, like, when I first started this question, the answer to this question, you can only give so much advice, but it also has to do with the way a person was raised. You know, I was raised not to, you know, go intruding on people's belonging, just give people their privacy because it's their house and stuff like that. It's like, you're not supposed to be there unless they invite you, which is different. So, yeah, I remember this person. They got three strikes. <laughs> And my dad made it known. It's like, that's strike one. <laughs> strike two. Funny thing. Funny thing. They had two strikes with me. <laughs> but I mean, from what I hear, any future person in the near future, I think they're, they're going to be fine. <laughs> Cindy, what advice would you have? Uh, I and think... then I have a follow-up question for both of you two. Connor, okay. One last thing. Just don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good advice. <laughs> I do agree with what Simon said that respecting our parents, for example, is really important. But I think something that mom and dad has said to me is like some really good advice is that if you had any significant other that just treated you well, it didn't matter what mom and dad would think of them because they're doing there, your significant other would be doing mom and dad a favor by taking care of you so well. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you show that you care about the person that you're with, you would secondhand be giving joy to their parents because one, they might be happy, they might be respected, and seeing all these like joyful things for a person really does mean a lot to like our parents which is why I've mentioned in the past with Kim and I think even in the podcast how mom and dad used to notice 
the little things Simon would do that they really appreciated because he did it because he cared about me and to mom and dad that that meant something but it meant something more than oh he cares it's like oh he cares because he loves her or he cares because he wants her to be safe so those little things do mean a lot for instance one of these examples was Cindy used to have night classes and she used to get out I think like was it 9 30 10 o'clock at night I think and she used to have to drive back for herself or by herself I mean and I mean I'm pretty sure everybody's seen the news like oh you know such and such got raped at this time at this you know university because they were walking by themselves I mean like you can even see it on tv shows like in criminal minds like they had they had an episode all about that like people getting murdered or raped so it's just like it just goes through your mind like well I don't want that happening to somebody I really care about and love like so what I used to do was I used to get off at work at five and I used to just stay at home, do my own thing. But when she would get out of class, I would go like 10 or 15 minutes before meet her there. And then I would just drive with her back to her house to make sure that she would get back to her house safely. So I'd park in a location where I could see her get out of class, walk to her car. We would talk for a little bit and then we would drive together in our own cars back to her house, knowing that she would get back to her house. Safely. And I just did that. I took that upon myself just to do that by myself. Her parents didn't tell me to do it. I did it myself because I just wanted to make sure she was safe. And I guess her parents picked up on that. So I guess that goes back to one of the things she was saying. Like, it makes her parents feel safer because of the way they know I feel about her. Yeah, I will say that um, my dad is constantly saying that he feels comfortable with Simon and I going out together because he knows Simon will do anything in his power to make sure I don't get hurt. Which I also know because Simon was like, he's like, I love you so much. He's like, I would kill for you. I would die for you. (laughs) (laughs) But like giving me like a straight face, but also like a loving face. Like, please don't make me kill anybody or die. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So follow up. And this doesn't have to be super long. What warning would you give my significant other, future significant other? What warning would I give? Yes. <laughs> like, oh, fucking up, man. You got to get that shit in check. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Like, like, hey, partner, I saw what you did back there. That's a no-no around here. Like, No. Like that, or? Warning, like, warning to getting into a relationship with Kim is what I think she means. Oh, well, a warning before getting into a relationship with you? Yes. Do you want me to talk first? No, no, no. I mean, I have something to say. I just, uh, oh, you want to formulate it in a way where no, it doesn't no, no, hurt I know, people's I, feelings? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's fine. But I, I, I want to say, like, you know how sometimes you, you know that there's certain people that you're like, oh, be careful before hanging out with them because they're crazy. Oh, some, I'm not going to say the name. Somebody said that to me about Cindy mm-hmm. and it drove me fucking nuts. It irritated me. Cindy knows who it is. But it's like, dude, why, like, why the fuck are you going to say that? It's like, keep your own thoughts to yourself. I was like. And I will say that it was multiple people, not just Exactly. One yeah, it was multiple people at the same event. And I'm like, like I'm sorry. It's like I didn't ask you for your opinion. <laughs> He's a spicy boy. <laughs> no, I mean because it's like he got frustrated. Yeah, I, just I, got, I, got got little, I got a little triggered, a little flustered because it's just like it's like you don't see me talking shit about your other, you know, your significant other. Because I don't do that. Because one, it's not nice to say bad things about other people, and two, if you don't have anything nice to say, keep your mouth shut. But going back to what advice would I give to your significant other before getting into a relationship with you? I don't think it necessarily applies to you directly, but to all relationships is be patient 
be open-minded and be respectful. Patient because things might not go as quickly as you want it to be, or they may go a little bit slower than you want it to be, or you want it to go slow, but they want it to go fast. And also patient so that you guys understand each other, where you guys want to go with the relationship. What was the two things? I think you're doing good. I, mean, I think you're very insightful. Our podcast listeners are going to enjoy this. I mean, because I mean, like, people nowadays, they just like, all they want to do is fuck. I'm being honest, like, that's all they want to do nowadays. And people are you lost them. You lost their podcast <laughs> <listeners>. <laughs> He lost them with the first curse word. <laughs> no, that's what I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like people nowadays, everybody in the world is just moving so damn fast. Like everybody's moving at a thousand miles per hour, and they just like forget that other people have feelings, you know. So it's just like when you're, if you're gonna get into a relationship, you gotta be patient. Patient, not because like oh they're gonna be so slow, but like patient, like you gotta get a feel for the other person. Like you know, you can't rush them into something they don't want to do. You gotta be respectful because you can't force things upon them if they don't want to do something. And then what was the dude? I said one more word. What was it? Open-minded. Open-minded because they might want to do things differently than the way you might be accustomed to doing things when you get to places. Because who knows? Maybe the next person you're with might have had like a truckload of girlfriends before you. So well, I'm just I'm just saying. But like that's what I'm saying. They need to be open-minded because every person is different and every relationship is different. So you have to be open-minded because you're going to be with somebody that's completely different, and you need to understand that they do things differently. Their parents do things differently. And so don't go into expecting, oh, I'm, I want to do this on, you know, the third month. No, it's like, it's not, it doesn't work like that. That's what I'm saying, open-minded. Like, you know, don't be like, no, you're going to be in my house, you know, after the first week we've been together, you're going to be in my house, you know, from eight in the morning to eight at night. Huh. Yeah. Okay, Cindy, what warning would you give any future significant other of mine? I feel like that's, there's a lot of things I would say just from knowing you personally. Are, are you going to keep cutting me off? No, sorry. One last thing. Be truthful. He's going to keep cutting me out. <laughs> so one of the main things that I would say is be gentle just because she's too emotional. But I won't like necessarily say that. But I, I mean, it's I will imply it. Or if you're listening to this podcast, be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> now I was going to say the best advice is to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> listen to this podcast first. Yeah, so we'll probably listen to all our podcasts because it would help your relationship a lot if you listen to every single episode. You're talking to me? I'm talking to Kimberly's future oh, significant okay. other. Not my significant and to you. other. Why would I tell my significant other that? Though he should. I will tell him that. Simon, you should listen to the podcast. Every single episode. <laughs> This, is, this isn't about me. This is about Kim's futuristic. <laughs> you, you don't think you need to worry about your relationship? <laughs> I'll do me. You do you. <laughs> okay, so. Can you hold together so I can talk into the mic? <laughs> Being gentle. Uh, I think the interesting thing is it's not more like advice or a warning. It's more like a, I don't even want to say precaution. I don't know. I don't know what this is. Maybe let me just get out. Then we'll see. We'll determine. But one of the things I wanted to say was let her be herself. Because I know Simon and I have like said this to ourselves. And maybe even Johnny has said this. 
where we feel like you like to mold yourself into what other people want you to be. And rather than do that, I think it's best to have you be you and have somebody accept you for who you are because you will be happiest being yourself rather than conforming to what somebody expects you to be. So that's not a warning. That's more of like a precaution. That's just so I don't get like a changed sister because I know I've had changed sisters before. She likes a lot of attention. Do you agree? You know her. Be honest. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, but like how Cindy said, yeah, be gentle. It's like one thing I have noticed is that it's not that Kim is weak she's not weak it's just that her emotions are stronger than other people's yeah yeah so that's a good point if she feels sad she feels a thousand percent sad or if she's happy she feels a thousand percent happy so her emotions run a lot deeper than other people's so if you accidentally make her cry she's gonna cry really bad this is a good <laughs> warning yeah that's a very accurate yeah. so it's, i mean like if you were careful around girls before you gotta be extra careful now <laughs> You gotta take oh, walking on, on those eggshells. Eggshells was <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> she just feels things a lot harder than we do, or or she illustrates it better than we do. Oh, that's true. I I, I have found that although Simon could can feel the, these things, these emotions, he doesn't show it. He doesn't express it. He doesn't communicate them. I feel like I have to dig it out of him for it to be actually known. And there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like that making people know how you feel is a key component to fixing things. So if you're feeling sad, know not to make her feel that way again by not doing these things. This also goes back to my three pieces of advice of how to keep a, a relationship going. Communication. Open-mindedness. No, no, no. That, that was, that was, uh, that was your <laughs> advice for her future. Oh, yeah, oh, but, this but is she when didn't you ask... ask that question yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> one thing is just... How to make a relationship last, yes. Communication, patience, and learning when to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> people, For the guys, right? Well, both, because some people say things when, you know, they don't mean it, and it just hurts the other person. Oh, I've mentioned that in the podcast. What, have I said stuff? No, that I've said stuff, like, I know I shouldn't have said, and you got upset with me. Yeah, you do that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, it's, like, you could be in, like, a heated argument, and you'll say something really stupid, and you'll hurt the other person. I don't hurt you. You're so big and strong. I wasn't talking about us right now, Cindy. I was talking about, like, in general. (laughs) But you're not hurt now, right? Don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I, I feel like we've given a good amount of advice for the most part, or at least the most crucial. As time progresses, I feel like you yourself will become more knowledgeable as to how you should behave. But I think you should be aware of that. You shouldn't be thinking like, oh, if I just do these things, that's it. I'm good. We're done. No, you should be observant and take note of what is going on? How is people re- How are people reacting? Or how is my significant other reacting? Should I be doing something differently? If you're taking active steps to 
try and adjust to fit i don't want to say mold yourself into something you're not because i don't i don't want people to do that but the thing is is that the right person isn't going to have to change themselves because they're already doing the right things yeah if you're already doing and living your life fuck i don't want to make it sound preachy but i mean like good attracts good you know and if this future significant other what what i'm just trying to say is that i i think they'll be fine i mean from what we've heard and what from what i can make my assumptions of i think they'll be fine that's our final assessment <laughs> but i mean what that goes without saying is like you still gotta be on you know your tippy toes stay on your tippy toes okay it ain't easy well tippy toes about that it ain't easy and also tippy toes about you know being respectful so no, no, no. But I will, I will say that relationships do take time, and they it does take a lot of work, and it it isn't easy. It's constant work. Yeah, because if it was easy, then everybody would be in a relationship. Trust mm-hmm. me, I've been through eight years of it. It ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not with that one. I think on that note, we covered a lot on this first episode of Simon joining us. You couldn't keep his mouth shut. Sorry if it's so long. thank you all so much for listening to another episode of a playful escape podcast make sure you all follow us on any of our social media handles we are at a playful escape on facebook twitter instagram discord youtube all the other social media platforms send us an email at a playful escape at gmail.com let us know if you want Simon to come back. Any final comments, Simon? I was going to say, I'll open a GoFundMe if you guys want to get me a mic. If you guys get me a mic, I'll start doing this more on a regular basis. <laughs> you can get me a mic. <laughs> this is really hard doing this one. <laughs> it, it, it's really hard because he keeps giving us these hand signals. Wait, wait, wait. I want to add something else. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing. One or, more thing. So I'm he like, keeps cutting me off. Or I'm like, wait, wait. Shut up. I want to talk. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure yeah. in the editing, if this is the epi- episode, if this cut is going to make it, you will hear him say, I have the talking stick. <laughs> and if anybody wants to make me a talking stick, I would gladly like to have one. I can make you one. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> yes. So send us an email. If you have questions for Simon for when he does come back, make sure you send us those questions as well. Our email is aplayfulscape at gmail.com. Thank you so much to Simon for volunteering his time and putting up with us this was fun. on I this episode. <laughs> Any other final comments before we say goodbye? He said this was fun, but this was stressful for me. <laughs> hey, I had a good time. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I, I had a good time. It's just trying to do the you talk, I talk, you talk, I talk, or trying to monitor him, making sure he doesn't say something he's not supposed to say is a lot of work. Well, I didn't know we're not supposed to say real names and locations. You could have told me that before we started this, okay? I asked for the rules. Where are the rules? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.